the Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network presents Streetwise Theology Out of the Ivory Tower and Back into the Hands of the Invisible Church Thanks for listening to Streetwise Theology. My name is Luke Saint. Today we're going to be addressing a meme that I've seen uh, floating around the last couple months. Uh, I usually don't address like a meme or like one meme, I, but this one I, I've seen reposted a couple times by several people on my Facebook threads, and I just I feel like I have to address this because it's, it's a pretty prominent meme, and I, I don't understand why. Uh, well, maybe I do understand why, uh, because... Um, you know, the spiritual depravity of this nation. But let me read the meme for you. Uh, it says this. Uh, well, it, and it's a couple of different forms, but this one, uh, from what I've seen, has been the most popular. Uh, it says this. I believe in God, not because my parents told me to, not because a church told me to, but because I've experienced how awesome he is. Now, this changes from that to I believe in God to not because my mom told me to, not because the church told me to. Um, but because I've experienced how amazing it, he is, uh, one of them says, uh, I believe in God, not because my parents told me to, not because my church told me to, but because I've experienced his presence and workings in my life and how awesome he is. Now, you know, seeing this, seeing this meme uh, floating around on the Facebook threads, um, it's a shame that people think that they believe in God because they experienced him. Um, you know, what does Cy Ten Bruggenkate say? In, in his uh, documentary, How to Answer the Fool, he brings up a point that says, uh, where he pretty much says, you know, uh, for every experience that uh, you can give me that God is real, I can give you an experience to say that God is not real. You know, uh, what, what do we go? We go to church on Sunday morning and we have that amazing experience with the worship team and we just feel the Lord's presence or whatever. And then the next morning you back out of your car and you run over your, your child. And then, you know, for, for every experience that says, oh, God is real because I felt him, you can get, I can give you an experience that says, hey, God, there is no God. You know, we, we don't, as Christians, and especially as Calvinistic Christians, we don't rely on experience to prove to us that God uh, it, it exists or that God is real. Uh, let's talk about the Israelites for, for, for five seconds. Can we talk about the Israelites? When you look at what the Israelites went through, nobody experienced the Lord more than the Israelites did. The big booming voice, the literal big booming voice from the sky. Can we talk? The, uh, the, the, the pillar of fire by night, the cloud by day. All the miraculous signs, the, the water from the rock. These people experienced the Lord more than any other sucker living nowadays, and they still didn't believe in him. They knew he existed. They had knowledge of him, but that didn't matter because they didn't believe in him. They didn't have the spiritual presence in their heart and, you know, sh shining light in the darkness that was there, that the, every evil thought was only evil all the time. And, and when that says that in Genesis 6, 5, for the Israelites, that had not changed even with God's literal presence among them. They experienced God, but they still didn't believe in him. Why? Because in 1 Corinthians 2, this is our theme verse for today. 
1 Corinthians 2, 14, the natural person does not accept the things of the spirit of God for they are folly to him and he is not able to understand them because they're spiritually discerned. I don't care how many voices you hear out of the sky. I don't care how many pillars of fire you see by day or by night or clouds you see by day. I don't care how many times you quote unquote experience the Lord when you're in church service and you see the stupid glitter coming down or what have you in your uh, apostate church. All right. It doesn't matter how much you experience the Lord. You're not going to believe in him if the Holy Spirit does not work in your heart. This is Calvinism 101. For every experience that says that God exists, there are experiences that say um, God does not exist. Why? Because we are the, of our wicked hearts. We're the final judge of, of how to interpret experience. This podcast is called The Spiritual Nature of Knowledge. It's called that because we need the Spirit to tell us what knowledge is. Without the Holy Spirit, we have no idea. Those who do not believe in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and have not have his Holy Spirit in their heart are running on the fumes of Christianity and Christians around them, the, uh, the biblical knowledge that's inherent in society. They're running on the fumes. They're borrowing that knowledge to get, to get by. But they don't know what it is. Talk to the atheists. They, they, they've developed a system in their worldview where they can't explain what knowledge is. They have no idea what knowledge is. They don't know what truth is. They can't know if anything is true. That's part of their worldview. They've worked it into their worldview. So part of their worldview is I can't understand what truth is objectively. It's always subjective to me. Why is this? Because the natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him. All of this stuff, my friend, if you believe that you believe in Jesus Christ because you experienced him, I'm telling you right now that the reason, if you are a true child of God, you believe in him because the Holy Spirit has is in your heart and it's interpreting the knowledge that you get and it's telling you the right things through the, through the Word of God. But if you're not a child of God and you believe in Jesus Christ because you experience something, I don't know your heart, but if you believe in Jesus Christ because you experience him or God or whatever, I can tell you right now that when push comes to shove, it's folly to you, my friend. It's folly. You believe in folly because unless the Holy Spirit has worked in your heart, it's folly to you. The natural, you're still in your natural state and you do not accept the things of the Spirit of God because it's folly to you. This meme is damaging because it says the final interpreter of the things of the Lord is experience. And here's Paul in 1 Corinthians 2 saying, nah, son, it's the Holy Spirit. The heading is wisdom from the Spirit. In verse 6, he says, yet among the mature, we do impart wisdom, although it is not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to pass away, but we impart a secret and hidden wisdom of God, which God decreed before the ages of our glory. None of the rulers of this age understood this, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For who knows a person's thought except the person, uh, the Spirit of that person, which is in him? So also no one comprehends the, thought, the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. And we impart this in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. And there's verse 14, the natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God for they are folly to him and he's not able to understand them because they're spiritually discerned. 
unless you have the Holy Spirit in your heart, you will never be able to understand experience. You'll never be able to make sense of it because you'll be flip-flopping back and forth between what uh, experience has pointed you towards God and what experience has pointed you away from God. And your wicked heart and your wicked mind will never be able to interpret it correctly. Are you interested in Christian education? Would you like to learn how to be a Christian teacher or how to run your very own Christian school with success? The GCS Apprenticeship Program can help. Learn more on our website at gcsapprenticeship.com. In Job 4, when Eliphaz is, uh, opens his mouth and uh, starts talking to Job and tries starts giving him his uh, version of counsel, he says this, Now a word was brought to me stealthily. My ear received the whisper of it. Amid thoughts from visions of the night, when deep sleep falls on men, dread came upon me and trembling, which made all my bones shake. A spirit glided past my face. The hair on my flesh stood up. It stood still, but I could not discern uh, its appearance. A form was before my eyes. There was silence. Then I heard a voice. Can mortal man be right? Uh, be in the right before God? Can a man be pure before his maker? Even in his servants he puts no trust, and in his angels he charges with error. How much more those who dwell in houses of clay, whose foundation is in the dust, who are crushed like the moth. Between morning and evening they are beaten to pieces. They perish forever without anyone regarding it. Is not their tent cord plucked up within them? Do they not die, and that without wisdom? Matthew Henry, in his commentary on this, uh, says this, The people of God had not then any written word to quote, and therefore God sometimes notified to them even of common truths by the extraordinary waves of revelation. We that have Bibles have there, thanks be to God, a more sure word to depend on than even visions and voices, and then he quotes 2 Peter 1.19. Let's read 2 Peter uh, 1, starting in verse 16. He says, For we did not follow cleverly devised myths when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. And when he received glory and honor from God the Father, and the voice was borne to him by the majestic glory, this is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this very voice born from heaven, for we were with him on the holy mountain. And we have the prophetic word more fully confirmed, to which you will do well to pay attention to as a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Knowing this, first of all, that no prophecy of scripture comes from someone's own interpretation. So here's Matthew Henry and Peter saying that even if you hear the, you have the best of circumstances, the best experiences. What do we? What do these knuckleheads pray for every morning in church? Oh, let me experience. I want to experience you, Lord. Let me experience your goodness. Blah 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 blah. First off, if we experienced the actual uh, the presence of the Lord, we'd all be dead. So uh, I'm not really uh, anxious to experience that. And secondly, uh, almost every single time that somebody experienced the Lord, they were mortally afraid for their life. I'm not really looking for that when I come to church to be mortally afraid for my life. Thanks, I have the word of the Lord. I don't need to experience his presence to have more faith. Why? Because here's Peter who actually experienced his presence, was on the mountain, saw the transfiguration, heard the voice, saw Elijah and Moses, had the best experience you could possibly have with the Lord Jesus Christ. And you know what he says at the end of the day? I have a more sure interpretation than what I saw. Don't believe me because of what I experienced. Believe what I'm saying because of the Old Testament. That's what he says right here in 1 Peter. 
We have the prophetic word more fully confirmed to which you will do well to pay attention to as a lamp shining in a dark place. Don't listen to my experience. Listen to the word of God because that's better than all the experience mounted up in the world. World, You can't beat his experience. I'm sorry. Even if the heavens open, you can't beat Peter's experience. He had the best one. You're not going to beat it. But he says at the end of the day, what's better than the experience I had? The Bible. The Bible is a better teacher than all the experience in the world. And until you have the Holy Spirit in your heart, you'll never be able to understand the Bible and you will never be able to understand the spiritual nature of knowledge. We don't believe because we know. We know because we believe. Knowledge comes after faith. Faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Give me that, give me that stupid meme. I'll fix it for you. I believe in God not because my parents told me to, not because a church told me to, and not because I've experienced him. I believe in God because the Holy Spirit has worked in my heart and has made and has revealed to me the truths of the scriptures. That's why I believe in God. God is a prime mover in my salvation. I take, take absolutely no credit. Apart from being, able, being unable to answer for my wickedness, I'm also unable to answer for my righteousness. I believe in God because the Holy Spirit has worked in my heart. It's a supernatural revelation. And until that happens in your heart, my friend, it's folly to you. Thanks for listening, my friends. Be strong and courageous. Thanks for listening to Streetwise Theology, brought to you by the Mid-Atlantic Reformation Society and Reconstructionist Radio. Please visit reconstructionistradio.com and thinkandreform.org. Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts where you will hear practical and tactical theology. Our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice, then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ our King. Subscribe now to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows. Or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed, where all of the content we produce, including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit ReconstructionistRadio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His kingdom.